0: we guys were able to hear that okay? Yeah, oh, perfectly. perfectly. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Left Look. Uh, today is Sunday, June 25th, the day after St. the Baptiste Day. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Left Look. It's the premier independent podcast from the Gato Institute, where we will be taking a look at Canadian and international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased left-wing perspective. Was he the podcast independent on par excellence to the Institute Cato New Examiner all that Arts, like culture editor these small Canadian and international pour vous affirm perspective impartial et de
1: gauche. Did you like really practice that? Because I fucked it up last week while I was left in, in charge of it. Because like I, that was smooth. I did.
0: Smooth. I didn't. I didn't practice it, but I was a little extra juiced. Yeah, I'll say that. much.
1: Yeah, you were like, gotta show this guy that this is my bit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yes, and it's your bet, you know. It's
0: your bet. Yeah, I I even looked up French holidays to really, so, to really. Is home. that
1: really part of the bit? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. No,
0: it showed up because Microsoft fucking pushes that kind of information on yeah. you. Mm. And I was like, I should, I could mention that on the show. That's
2: good. Well, appreciate it. Um, I, I, I read something similar this morning. Uh, National stroll, strolling day. Uh, okay. Uh, th- something it's, they didn't use that word preamble promenade ramble it's something like that right uh something about mental health awareness go for your mental health walk as it's been known
1: to be called i love (laughs) that all wellness stuff is like supposed to divorce you from your desires and capitalism uses it to viciously you know make you desire longer and harder i love that
2: yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: or it takes the things that should just be
2: like mundane pleasantries and then yeah. monetizes them.
1: <laughs> so, what was going on with your yep. mic there,
0: Julian? The uh, Oh, what happened was apparently I'd plugged, I have a very inexpensive USB webcam from Amazon. It's got a mm-hmm. mic in it? And we, yes, when I plugged it in, it became the primary microphone. Nice.
1: Uh. Yeah. yeah. It was, I didn't I,
0: realize there was a microphone in there, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I guess. It should double, double as a weather station because I could hear every movement of the air in the room that you were in. <laughs> uh, Interesting. But yeah. Anyways, uh, no big deal. We've got you now. You sound wonderful as always, brother Julian.
0: Sound. I am. Um, sound good and the the soundboard's working. That's
1: great. Oh, Ooh, which is great. Amazing.
0: That one, that <laughs> one hit
2: me out of nowhere. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, still reeling. I'm gonna jump right in. Uh, big sure. week this week. No apologies to be made, but there will certainly be things to apologize for. I'm sure at the end of it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's orcas and uh, submarines and civil wars. Oh my! Yeah. To talk oh, my. about uh, to talk about this week, <laughs> and so I thought we would talk about the orcas to start it off. You guys heard of these orcas?
2: A little bit. Just heard yeah, about some orcas. some rambunctious whales.
1: Yeah. What, are they whales? I thought they were dolphins too, Julian. But
2: I don't know what they are. They're called killer whales. Come
1: on. I think it's a misnomer, but anyways, uh, these orcas. Wh- what have you guys heard about them before? I spoil the fun.
2: Uh, they they tipped over a yacht, I think. No. Uh,
1: Something about a yacht. Yeah, there's something about a yacht. So from what I've gathered uh, is that there's about 30 of these orcas that are a subspecies of orcas. Uh, Mm. Orcas only breed within tight uh, genetic groups. Mm. And so of the 40,000 orcas left, they're divided into like, I think it's like 15 or 12 groups or something like that. And this specific group of orcas is only 30 or 40 strong left in in the uh, wild. And they live around Gibraltar, which is in the south of Spain. Anyways, there's about 30 or 40 of these orcas, and they've started attacking Pleasure Craft by ripping the rudder off of the uh, bottom of these Pleasure Craft. And from the best guesses that I've seen, it seems like a young female was like hit by one of these Pleasure Craft, and that since then the Matriarch has ch- uh, trained the rest of the clan to rip these fucking rudders off as they see them right and, nice and uh, the jokes have been going through the leftist communities that uh, i joined the war on orcas on the side of orcas or like yeah <laughs> i'm joining the strike for it with the orcas eat the rich or something like that yeah right and uh, they got the right idea hilarious right but uh i think it's been kind of uh, sad and if i was in charge at, in any kind of measure i would be trying to hide these orcas like no tomorrow any information about these orcas because like how does this play out you know what i mean we have 30 or 40 orcas that are attacking boats in the mm-hmm. mediterranean they're going to send people out to shoot those whales like any day now right <laughs> like and mm. uh <laughs> uh it's gonna be a real sad moment on the internet but like uh yeah it's It's been fun to cheer along with them as they attach these rich assholes' yachts, basically. Like
2: It'll be like Harambe all over again.
1: Yeah, ima- <laughs> imagine if Harambe lived in the wild and then was made a hero while doing nothing wrong, not threatening really anybody, and then they went out and shot him. That's going to be similar, only there will be 40 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brutal. Um, but that was a fun moment, you know, good yeah. news week. Power to
2: the orcas, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Free
1: Palestine. Didn't they? Free Palestine. Help
2: the orcas. free Palestine. Free the orcas. What were
1: you saying, Julian?
0: Did they also attack that submarine?
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, they were also responsible for the bombing of the the Titan. Uh, (laughs) 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 The Titan is our next news objective. You guys want to move into that or no?
2: yeah well i mean it's just it's just sitting there in open water
1: (laughs) that was so professional Um, nailed it ah we got it too fast we we got it in three (laughs) once you start it don't don't ever stop it you know you're in control once you start that thing Uh, That's. (laughs) But anyway.
0: We don't need to hear the whole opening theme. Oh, was it the opening theme? I thought you (laughs) played.
1: That's what I clicked first, yeah. I thought you played a a stinger and then were like, no, I want number two, actually. (laughs) And only after you had stopped for DJ talking, too. It was a weird experience on my end. (laughs) We'll fix it in post. No, we won't. We, no. Uh, <laughs> last week we said we'd bleep out uh, what's his face's name, and then the next line his name comes out. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oops. Who cares? That's um,
2: uh, that's gonna be even more funny when our episode goes up because I did censor his name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so this Titan submersible, there's uh, there was five people in it. They were all billionaires. I th- Well, four of them were, and then one was the son of a billionaire. And they, right. they go out on this uh, commercial sub down to mm-hmm. where the, uh, the Titanic is, and they're going to just look at the wreckage of the Titanic for $250,000 a pop. And as one does. As one does. You know, you have some time on a Friday. You're like, <laughs> I think I'm going to go spend a quarter of a million dollars uh, cramming into a really tight cylinder. Yeah, you know,
2: it's it's yeah, the exact it's same it thing looks, as if, as if somebody so was so trying to
1: yeah, browse a museum. Yeah, I've been seeing uh, comparisons of James Cameron's uh, ship that he used to get down there compared to what was inside the Titan, and the Titan is just an empty cylinder. There's nowhere to sit, nothing. And then James yeah. Cameron's is, like, full of equipment, like, just decked out. It's got just enough room for him and his chair Uh, But then also, I saw South Park, uh, a a clip from South Park and made the rounds from a number of years ago, and it was James Cameron descending in his sub, and then Mm -hmm. he turns on the music, and it's his own uh, personal uh, made music, something like, James Cameron is awesome, he explores the seas, (laughs) he is so fucking cool, and... uh, then he messages the guys up sh- uh, on top in the ship and goes, can you hear the music, guys? <laughs> and they're being made to listen to it. <laughs> That's really great. That's a great <laughs> takedown of James Cameron. Because he was on the news this week. That motherfucker managed to get himself onto CNN about this mm-hmm. fucking... T- he deserves to oh be. Oh, my God. He's fucking killing it. The titan submersible. <laughs> but anyways, so they go down there, and then they go missing, is the news. They go mm-hmm. missing for about... Four days, And then on Thursday, they confirmed that they were dead. Actually, what they did is they said, we're going to hold a press conference, right? And then they had Mm -hmm. a a captain uh, introduce a vice admiral. And then the vice admiral told us they were dead after we had waited like six hours for that news. Great. Yeah. Hilarious. Love
2: love the bureaucracy of it.
1: The bureaucracy, right? (laughs) Like how much money I was thinking was spent just in having the people that... uh, Broke the news. Work that for the week. It had to be north of twenty, thirty thousand dollars, right? Just for those six, seven people to stand around and get information from other people, other places, mm-hmm. right? A vice admiral is a high rank, right? Like <laughs> his time is valuable. Um, but anyways, the uh, the it turns out that the U.S. Navy had detected an underwater implosion on Sunday four days before the Coast Guard gives us the news. And so, Mm. because the Navy has a program for uh, detecting submarines throughout the world and sound is the primary way you do that, right? And so they heard this implosion, they knew what it was, they knew what happened, And but they didn't know with enough certainty to be certain for, like, CNN, and so they just didn't tell anybody until the Coast Guard found the wreckage four days later after, like, a frenzy was introduced in um, the mainstream <laughs> media about this submarine, right? They're, they could still be yeah. down there. we got to find them. What if they're still down there, right? They had, they
0: had this much oxygen left.
1: I saw dozens of articles about how long it was until capital, uh, Sorry, uh, not capitalism uh, Cannibalism t- uh, took over within the ship. Capitalism had already taken yeah. over within the ship. <laughs> uh, I think it birthed the ship, to be it, fair. In, in fact, yeah. a better joke.
0: Um, Speaking of finding the wreckage, did you guys see that the Logitech controller made it out? No,
1: it didn't. That's a fake video. <laughs> 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 That's a great video, but the... Um, the implosion was so uh, disastrous, so powerful, and so immediate that after you know collapsing in on itself, the sparks and the oxygen and the now compressed mush that was the occupants exploded outwards. Like it, it was like a collapsing neutron star. That's how much Gosh. pressure <laughs> is down there. That they it went fucking... supernova.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: They, uh, I, th-
0: I think you're underestimating Logitech controllers. Just <laughs>
2: so. I, yeah, I, I mean, whether or not it's a it's a fixed video, I think that's gonna stand up in court.
0: Yeah, the, I saw a. Gr- that's how they claw their sh- their share value back. I saw
1: a great meme about that. That it was a, a Nokia cell phone, and it was like, oh, we may <laughs> have a new contender, right? Like. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, but just such a terrible, terrible fucking uh, reflection of where we are as a society. The uh, one guy, Hamish, I think his name was, that was down Mm. there... He had a stepson, and he was tweeting about, "Oh, my my stepdad <laughs> is down there." You've seen this, Julian? I'm sure you. Oh my god, he. I, he's my favorite character in the whole story. I'm sure you didn't uh, like follow it to the depths that it trailed off to, like the. Uh, so you saw no doubt that he was like, uh, you know, pray for me and th- thoughts and prayers in this time. By the way, I'm going to Blink 182 tonight. <laughs> I'm sure you saw that, but then he yeah. then he tweeted like basically all night at the Blink 182 band members, being like can you guys please, like, give me a backstage pass and, like, uh, hang out with me because of my fucking stepdad that's down Respect. in the uh, No, no, it keeps going. And then the day after that, Nicki Minaj invades, uh, uh, engages with him, tweets at him something like... Um, you're disgusting for getting in this. This is like such a lack of respect <laughs> thing, right? It's like you too, Nicki Minaj, but like also correct that that's what this guy's doing. And then the final yeah. thing he did was ask for donations in this time, as he's about to get up like a bag from his stepdad's death. You what I mean? Like this Scottish yeah. billionaire, like
0: wasn't he? Wasn't he shooting his shots with uh,
2: OnlyFans models as yeah,
1: well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what a mad just, lad! Like he's the. <laughs> The real ass dude of the week. Yeah. If, you, if
2: you're going to play the game, you
1: got to play it right. Yeah. The uh, the most uh, valuable player of the week for Sports Illustrated this week is that guy. Um, Deserves it. it. Deserves but it for I, sure. Anyways, I just loved it. It was such a great mirror of society and why we're so fucked. Like, the amount of money that they spent, uh, like, I can't get across how much money it was, because it has tendrils everywhere. The embassies in uh, uh, England and, sorry, not in England, in the United Kingdom and France mm-hmm. had to be maintained under a heightened awareness and do great diplomatic missions, because the they had a nationality from each of those uh, places that were billionaires that were missing for this, and mm-hmm. even though they had, the, <laughs> they had information that said they were dead immediately, they had to maintain that diplomatic talk basically until they had complete confirmation, and didn't share that navy information right for god knows what reason right i i suspect that the navy views that information as like uh it's confidential because Mm -hmm. we don't want people to know that we can hear everywhere in the ocean all the time it's like oh for sure yeah Yeah. i I was like huh i didn't know the navy could do that but now upon thinking about it of course the fuck they can right like (laughs) and uh not that surprising and you know you guys you haven't saved anybody by trying to keep that information quiet, right? Because the, the Russians and the Chinese definitely know, right? It's their business to know. Mm-hmm. I I find it
2: uh, I don't I don't quite think this is irony, but it's just kind of funny that <laughs> um, you know they wait they wait until the last possible minute. Yeah, they're like, okay, you know, everyone's it's it's on the news everyone knows there's been an implosion like they're pretty sure everyone's dead there's no hope for these guys and then the friggin' navy shows up like oh yeah we knew the whole time we knew <laughs> <laughs> we knew the whole time yeah definitely we definitely knew and whether you like i'm certain they did know but it's just i don't know it's got this it's got this layer of incompetency that like oh yeah yeah oh they're dead now yeah we definitely knew we yeah. knew beforehand we knew before anyone else of course we did
1: Not only uh, did we not tell anybody, but we knew the exact depth and time that the implosion went on. It's the layer of bureaucratic Byzantine almost incompetence, right? Like the the layers of commands that just report to nobody that, Mm -hmm. that that fucking accounts to, right? Like the tremendous islands of cash that were wasted on this news cycle incredible right? and then <laughs> like,
2: I, I also you know sure that was a, it was a lot of money wasted i have to wonder if it was worth it you know if if what they got back oh, yeah. from this stupid international news story paid dividends like is that why they really milked this story here's the sickest thing yeah.
1: sorry you go ahead julian there's so many clicks we got so many clicks out of that no i disagree such a crazy story the faith that that instills in the billionaire investing class because much of the stock market is the opinions of these you know upper 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 crust of societies these Mm. 0.01 percent people right and so if they are yes exactly uh these rats cockroaches as uh (laughs) fidel castro like to call them um but anyways if they uh If they are not under the assumptions that the United States Navy and all its fucking terrifying, awe-inspiring power is capable of, uh, you know, producing to protect them, if they are not completely convinced of that, stocks might take a hit, and that's bad for the Empire. So, like, Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. actually um, integral to the system that they put on this biggest show. Yeah. uh, Also, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say it's it's just it's got to happen, you know, if, if they've got to put on their song
1: and dance for the world to see and then go, "Ah, oh, yeah, we were right." Yeah, I uh in sorry, analogously parallelic parallelous, whatever, parallel to this. Mm-hmm. Uh there was a um, a captain who was uh, in a German captain of a uh, what's it called, a civilian ship in the Mediterranean who's being imprisoned for 20 years <laughs> right now were uh, being about to be sentenced to be prison for twenty years for helping a migrant ship, a migrant ship that tipped over and was sinking with seven hundred mm-hmm. people on board. And then mm-hmm. the week before that, eight hundred migrants just drowned off the coast of Greece. Right? But we put out the entire U.S. Navy for four fucking dudes. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like, it's it's incredibly gross. It is incredibly necessary to the system. You know I mean,
2: yeah, and and even just from a to remove it from a military standpoint just, why is no one talking about these these refugees?
1: Yeah, well he, <laughs> to bring home how fucking hopeless the, the struggle is oh, uh, ex-president former President Obama mm-hmm. has given the same bit that I just did at the end there, that we all were focusing on these billionaires, but you know, we have these migrants that tipped over in the sea and met her, Yeah, he did the same bit that I did mm-hmm. and it's like, you had actual power, you could yeah. have Done something. You know what I mean. He still could. No, he he still could. You're right. He still could, and he will never. He takes these tepid uh, positions that are like always, obviously in the uh, in the right that everyone will be forced to agree with, and you know, do this grumbling. Oh yeah, we do kind of suck, you know. But Uh it it advances his prestige to do it, and it you know it affects no real rival of power for him. It's so cowardly. He's the worst. He's the worst. (laughs) I hate Obama. Um, he's a goat. Yeah, he's a he's a phantom. I I dropped hey. the word that we use. Right? Hey, easy. <laughs> he's a CIA asset, though. That's how I I view him. Um, you can't you can't call him a. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, that's basically all I had on the Titan. Anyone else for the Titan?
2: Uh, I mean come on you call your submarine the titan you bolt it from the outside i don't know the whole thing's just stupid from start to finish Mm -hmm. yeah james cameron i think drew a fun
0: parallel between that expedition and the actual titanic where the captain like knew there was an ice field ahead and it was a moonless night and he charged into it at full speed anyways Yep. and uh
1: yeah that's a good point
0: i thought that's worth mentioning
1: yeah it is the captain was encouraged incentivized to test the speed limits of the titanic titanic so it could bring in even more money for this passenger liner that was the you know the tip top of the time it's the same thing this guy mm-hmm. just disregarding safety measures there's this there's dozens of tweets of the ceo basically being like safety schmafety. you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> just i don't care it's, it was made of, <laughs> it was made of carbon fiber at some points, you know, titanium in most points, yes. but then attached with like a, a carbon filament of some type. Mm. Just fucking not strong enough. You know what I mean? But yeah. The, you know, you know
0: why people use carbon fiber? Cause it's. To save weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause it's a cheap
1: alternative.
0: Yeah. You don't need it for a fucking submarine. They're supposed to be heavy. You know
1: why submarines are made out of titanium? Because it's fucking terrible <laughs> down there. Like it's <laughs> uh, the thousands of atmospheres. I've been thinking about this. The Futurama joke that they do on uh, on Futurama. Surprisingly mm-hmm. enough, <laughs> so smooth. I'm gonna. I'm getting better at this. I swear. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they drive this the spaceship from Futurama into the ocean one episode. Right. Right. And and they're getting hundreds and then thousands of atmospheres of pressure outside the hull. Mm-hmm. And, Fry, and Fry goes, "How much? How many atmospheres of pressure is it meant to take?" And the professor goes, "Well, <laughs> it's a rocket ship, so usually one." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one or none. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's.
2: Uh, I. It's just I don't know. It's It's hard to comprehend as somebody who doesn't understand physics that well how just absolutely crushing the depths of the ocean really oh, is. Yeah.
1: Imagine a mountain being placed on your shoulders, much like much like Atlas, oh. only instead of holding up the skies, it just pancakes you. It yep. just eviscerates you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like, dang. Sometimes I try to conceptualize it by being like, okay, a cubic meter of water. Yeah, that's really effing <laughs> yeah. heavy. And then more of those, like hundreds of thousands yeah. of more of those. C- kilometers of them yeah. above you ouch ouch i don't want yeah. that i'm a little bug
1: i'm uncomfortable <laughs> in like 20 feet down in water i feel like it hurts to be down that deep you know what i mean so I yeah can't... i mean
2: mm-hmm. like why even dive under the water yeah. we're barely meant to swim why go underneath the thing we're not supposed to go in
1: i think julian buys in on the aquatic ape theory actually um so
0: yeah that's that's why our fingers get wrinkly yeah
1: See, I knew that was a real thing. That's we're, meant to, we're, we're just <laughs> meant
0: know,
2: to return to the water. That's, you know, that, that other 30% got to go.
1: Julian, we say return to Monk, and you say return to Orca. You know, it's just it's sus. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, uh, we have not burned a lot of time. So I was going to oh, introduce
0: I You know, i got one other little fun fact that's it. related to deep-sea diving that I stumbled across. Did you guys know the Chinese went down to the bottom of the Mariana's Trench as well? No, did I they? did not know. Did not know. Yeah. With a submarine that was like 97% made in country or something hmm. like that?
1: Oh, no. How's the story end?
0: Good. Yeah. They had the largest crew ever taken down with three people.
1: Good. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> it's made it sound like they died there. <laughs> but what what actually happened? What do you mean? They? Uh... No, they.
0: I, I don't know. Like only... I don't know. Four or five vessels have gone down there and they were the latest one.
2: Oh, that's cool. Nice. I uh they, they just pop down for a little visit. Yeah,
0: just just to see if they could, I just guess. Just to
2: check out the uh, I mean, it's the same thing as like why would somebody climb Everest, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. You could never get me in a submarine. Never. Uh couldn't order me into a submarine. The uh what's it called?
0: You want to go? You want to go see the one dry dock? Yeah,
1: I've seen it. In, it's uh, beautiful. In Burwell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh Something like uh, 75% of sailors that served in the uh, Kriegsmarine during World War II, that served as submarine sailors, 75% of them died. Not wounded in action, not missing, just death. That's such a high yeah. casualty number. And then there was that <laughs> news, like, 10, 15 years ago, I think it was, of that military sub from the Philippines that just disappeared one day, in the teams that just fucking vanished. Yeah, It's, it's so far down, next. it's, like, irrecoverable, like just nuts
2: yeah it, it always it always astounds me that people are so gung-ho to get to space when the ocean <laughs> is just that unconquerable thing you know we did the mountain sure, check mark and then we looked at the ocean and we we went pretty deep and we were like no that'll do
1: well, uh, that will be fine i i'm one of those people who wants to be in space and colonize space space is the final oh, yeah. frontier but
0: the view is way better up there
1: yeah but uh that was kind of the point of my bit. I'm way more likely to get oh, sorry. sorry to get into a No, not the point of not of your uh, not your view joke. That was terrible. <laughs> sorry. The, uh, I'm way more likely to get into a rocket ship than I was to get into a sub. Was what I was trying to get across. That like it's so uh, dangerous getting in a sub that I don't want to be in one. Like not even a little bit. What's the yeah, return? But... What's the return? The ocean cool. Yeah. Ocean, Unless fish. Yeah unless you're actually ordering <laughs> me to go launch nukes uh at somebody as we surface a hundred miles off the coast then i don't want to be in there and it turns out the united states can hear everywhere underwater so that order is dumb too right like su- nuclear submarines don't work for anybody who's taken on the americans anymore but you know you, got, you
2: gotta take means. that with a grain of salt though right because they say they can hear everything but have they found atlantis yet no.
0: <laughs> no, they have. They're keeping it from us, dude.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what they want you to think. <laughs> oh man, I, the I love our present timeline. Those, We're just are fucking... the true heroes of the ocean. You think those nukes are going <laughs> off? No, no, they're coming from Atlantis. Watch out, baby.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, just
0: conventional Minuteman missiles coming up out of, like I don't know, two hundred miles off the coast
1: of Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say.
2: There's nothing. You can't say anything to it. You either add to it or you get off the boat.
0: (laughs) That's right, man. It's improv time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Jacob, you wanted to... um, uh, Speaking of of, uh, nations cropping up out of nowhere and assaulting other countries, uh, uh, there was a civil war, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) kind
1: of. You can't call it a nation, but uh I maybe if the civil war had lasted longer you could have <laughs> i was yeah that's i said yesterday morning i got up at around 6 45 i drank some coffee went to the washroom washed my face my general morning mm-hmm. and by by the time eight thirty had rolled around i had said in the group chat for snapchat you can check it that i said uh, i hope we get to talk about the civil war tomorrow but it'll be over by then yeah. and <laughs> it was sad because i was right but uh and I didn't get to make the prediction online, and then have it come true in the four weeks in between when Julian publishes <laughs> it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm caught up now. <laughs> yeah, you are caught up. Uh, actually, we're missing me and DJ's episodes. Mostly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it's I have the project saved.
1: Yeah, I. You made me turn it into an actual critique. I was just kidding. I, like I, uh, <laughs> you, you do the the labor for free. I mean, you do it when you. It's want. a good
0: point. I mean. <laughs> It shouldn't come out once a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the um, it will kill a, a really good prediction one day, like the China thing. Ooh, what if I have to lose my left nut on uh, camera or it's a, the audio?
2: <laughs> well, I mean that'll yeah.
1: be that'll be great for views. There was a Freudian slip somewhere in there with the camera. I must have some kind of uh, not voyeuristic. What's the other what, exhibitionist? Thank you. Um, that was fast. Uh, I know a lot about Those exhibitions. dj is just really up to date on his uh his lore his sex lore oh you Uh, gotta be in this industry (laughs) yeah uh anyways i was gonna use a piece of news to pivot to the uh the mercenary group thing in russia sure and it's that the americans surprisingly yesterday as the civil war uh, failed the uh americans found that they had made an accounting error where they had valued what was uh 3.6 3.6 billion dollars of equipment at 6.4 billion dollars of equipment so it, ju- it just turns out that they get to send them another three billion dollars worth of equipment the ukrainians just as Prigozhin's coup fails isn't that shocking isn't that wow. just so coincidental that like, is just what are what are the chances what are the odds is the u.s army saying.
2: making an accounting <laughs> there... error no no as if we
0: wouldn't just give them more money
1: yeah we would either way but the, <laughs> that they would find the accounting error at the time when they need the more money and that they would be bold enough to just put it in the news that that's what's happening is just just mind-blowing Yeah, you know i mean like the this sounds a lot concern. like
2: that uh that Archimedes movie
1: yeah true <laughs> true um Anyways, so the the six billion sorry three billion dollars will help the Ukrainians who have been slaughtered in this counteroffensive, as I predicted on Left Look that in a released episode, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, there's one instance I saw of a, a bunch of Leopard twos and Bradleys were not only blown up, but then a, a bunch of the group was captured Uh-oh. by the Russians. Yeah, so we've delivered Leopard twos and Bradleys to Russia. Welcome, blessed. You know, yeah. Go Enjoy. with God. Um, just crazy, right? So, but what I was ho- happening with the mer? Sorry, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, I, ho- I hope they remember to uh, to attach the little um, the little pine tree on the rearview mirror in those tanks. <laughs> you know, complimentary air freshener.
1: Yeah, it was so crazy <laughs> watching the video. You could see the Ukrainians being knocked out. Like a couple of the vehicles blew up, oh. and then uh, you know one lost its uh, its ability to travel and then a bunch of them just hopped out they were just like no i'm not fighting to the death here and they were just like i'm leaving this vehicle on and running keys in the ignition i mean what do you do
2: what do you do do in that situation
1: probably something similar but i would have been the whole time my voice would have been like why the fuck are we driving these rinky dinky (laughs) little tanks up against the russian front lines right like (laughs) Uh, As I said, they don't have the forces, the manpower, the uh, ammunition, the logistical uh, systems, the opportunity. They don't have anything to be attacking those Russian lines, and I've been proven brutally right. I did not foresee them uh, breaking the dam and flooding all of southern Ukraine. That was a real Chad move on their part. Um, Textbook, even. Good for them.
2: Breaking dams, you know, that goes way back.
1: That goes way way back.
2: Huh. Huh. I can move the water. Yeah. Water <laughs> <laughs> Do that. better
1: than soldier. <laughs> yeah.
2: No one beats water. I'm going
1: to use that. <laughs> the uh the Ukrainians were expected it's like so much better than it was that uh, people see it as too cuz like the Ukrainians were expected to attack along the southern front so that they could cut off the Crimea and mm-hmm. then try and have the the garrison in Crimea surrenders so they get all the Crimea back and then also they take I don't know 10 30,000 how many ever fucking Russians are stationed there as prisoners right which Mm. is also another bargaining chip but uh the Russians flood that dam and then all the bridges that they could use to uh to get tanks across are basically swept away Mm -hmm. and then any crossings that are like fjords or whatever the uh they're shallow enough to just drive across they're they're not only flooded, but then on either side of them, they're flooded uh, and then the water disappears into the ground there, so it's just all mud, just like Mm -hmm. impassable mud, right? You ain't getting through there. Just a genius play. And uh, so after the Russians did that, the army finally decided that they were done with this Prigozhin guy who leads Wagner. What Mm -hmm. is Wagner, you ask? Wagner is the, uh, the face of Russian hard power in the world since 2014. They are still right now. The uh, they hold all the mercenary and barrackses and military bases that the Russians maintain all over Africa mm-hmm. and Central Asia and uh, East Asia. And so Wagner is still their face. And then simultaneously, they've become uh, like a division component of the Russian army. Mm-hmm. And so they've formed around these these veteran core of fighters, you know, like special ops kind of guys that fought in Syria and lots of other places. Mm-hmm. And then they had anybody who would sign up from a prison, uh, sign up to serve under these guys, right? Who serve as basically the sergeant class. And then they have a bunch of privates who are just criminals. Right. right? And then they... the sound of this. <laughs> then the, then they fought in Bakhmut, the most extreme fighting along the entire Ukrainian front there, right? Mm-hmm. So not only have they uh, they lost a few of the special ops guys, obviously, but what they've replaced them with is the guys who were criminals that they think are the best suited to do that now, right? And also veterans, their, uh, their criminal troops. So these are hard motherfuckers, right? And there's about 25,000 of them. And as the... Uh, the Bakhmut fighting was going on, Prigozhin starts this propaganda campaign up, and the basics of it are, uh, I'm not getting enough shells, and everybody's incompetent but me, Mm -hmm. right? He's basically looking to build his own power, right? I don't think he was looking to go as high as he ended up shooting, but um, he was doing things that are big no-nos, you know, trying to poo-poo the army to Mm -hmm. advance himself, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so after the, not only was Bakhmut taken, but the Ukrainian counteroffensive that has been rumored online for so long now was crushed, right? Like absolutely demolished. The, uh, the, the army was like, all right, time to integrate now. Time for you to give up your command and for you to be formed into regular Russian army units, right? This is ridiculous. What do we have this fucking 25,000 of you running around in this uh, unaccountable fucking SS style division thing, right? Right. And uh, Prigozhin didn't like that. He basically said, get stuffed, right? I've got my fucking Corps of Veterans that worship me, and then under that I have prisoners who will not disobey those Corps of Veterans, right? So right. get out of here. And so the Russian army, it's reported, Prigozhin is the main source on this, but it's reported that they launched missile strikes on the uh, Wagner camp. I don't believe that. I believe... Uh, uh, Prigozhin was seeing where his uh, his time was heading and that he hid his own troops and then moved into Russia. But what he did was he uh, he refused to stand down and then he drove from the uh, Ukrainian front line with an undisclosed amount of these uh, twenty five thousand guys. I yeah. would guess he, he took no more than three or four thousand with him. Mm-hmm. Even that seems quite high it's a lot right because the distance they traveled uh then was that they drove southeast to rostov on don which Mm. took about two or three hours and then they drove nine hours from rostov on don to Voronezh, Mm. right which is an incredible drive for Mm. for me to find 20 guys that i think could just follow me on a drive (laughs) that was nine hours to quebec or whatever right like i don't think i could do it but um
2: Especially, you know, the, the logistics of it. You're not just 20 guys. You're 20 guys in uniform with your ammunition and you're staging a coup, apparently.
1: Yeah, I need guys who can uh, dismount and fight. I need them all to be fed. I need mm-hmm. gas for them. I need mm-hmm. water. Like, there's so many things that could go wrong, right? But he gets to Voronezh, which is about six to eight hours south of Moscow. And uh, between Moscow and Voronezh, there are two other major urban centers, Litebsk, Lepetsk, one of the two and mm-hmm. tula and uh, so basically at that point the situation is hopeless he's got like 2000 3000 guys in voronezh and he's got a thunder run like run into moscow with the guns blazing find putin and mm-hmm. his like cadre of six guys that make up the the upper 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 council right that run mm-hmm. everything and he's got to kill all of them, right? Yep. Like, immediately. And put himself in charge. And uh, that just proved to be too much of a task. It proved to be impossible immediately once he got into Voronezh, right? And so what ended up happening is uh, this Prigozhin guy, he just uh, he surrenders. He he uh, says he's going to be retiring to Belarus, mm-hmm. huh. yeah, which is mm-hmm. just nuts that, that he thinks that's what's happening. Like, he's safe in Belarus. Like, Putin's not going to get him in Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> kind of nuts. And then what happens to all those veterans that just followed him on their mission of treason, right? Like, they're going to be sifted through, and I bet you a bunch are going to be executed as well.
2: Ah, no. Commissar, I I was coerced. I was
1: tricked. Commissar, I was following orders. Orders Mm -hmm. against the Supreme Leader, you say. Right? I was... (laughs) All morning, uh, when I woke up and I read the deal that Purgosian took, I was thinking, wow, that is just dumb, right? Like, mm-hmm. I could see in my mind's eye the pictures of Stalin that when he would... Uh, redraft and republish a picture uh, like the first picture will be with him with like five guys and the next there'll be four of them and the next will be three of them and the next will be mm-hmm. just him and another guy and then it's just him and it's because he had all those people killed behind closed doors but he really <laughs> liked that picture so he just kept replacing them right w- or editing them out i should say and uh it's just nuts that you can't see that that you could be a part of russian politics and it just goes to show the level of incompetence that bleeds through like as we were shitting on the americans and the navy and all that reporting errors shit earlier the level of incompetence that runs through the russians is so much higher so much greater that an empty fucking animal a soulless shell like pergosian could be given command real command Mm -hmm. and uh you know, and then rise up in such a useless, impotent way like that, exposing how stupid he really is. I mean, and he's in charge of the one of the armed services that directly report to Putin. That's a, an indictment of your regime, right? That you're not very competent, that you don't trust very smart people to be running your government, and they're just these petty fucking criminals, basically. Like, I don't know, man. It's, you
2: know, just another one of the oligarchs just stepping in, filling their role, that's their, the worst part. He's,
1: he's not even an oligarch, right? He's just like some dude. You should read his uh, profile. He was a caterer at one mm-hmm. point. He's very low oh. class. Like,
0: I'm on his side now.
1: <laughs> I. Uh, he's he's a bull. Now that I know that. He's a bulldog and an animal. I have no doubt he would have been a worse foe for the Ukrainians than Putin is, because he would have no reservations. He'd be all like, let's start torturing people. Why not drop a tactical nuke? The fuck Mm -hmm. are they going to do? Like, you can see it in his eyes. There's just not a lot of fucking thinking two steps ahead there. And because he can't do that, he can't be afraid enough to not do that dumb shit. Yeah, until he gets (laughs)
2: caught midway through a coup and uh, can't commit.
1: Yeah the it u.s really might, is... ass- might assassinate like a leader like that yeah or...
2: it, it's it's really a shame you know there's not enough there's not nearly enough drama going on <laughs> it, it really i don't know like a like a john wick style trek to moscow that sounds like a actually like a dope movie
0: on kind of on that point i did hear an al- alternative take mm. that i thought was interesting Listening. and i'll say right now i don't i don't really have an opinion one way or the other i have no idea what happened or what's going on over there yeah but this alternative take was that, uh, what's his name, Perogian? Perogian. Perogian, mm-hmm. thank you, is really just like playing a heel, kind of, in a... I've thought that. ...a stage narrative. Yeah. To, I'd probably to draw in more Ukrainian uh, firepower and destroy it,
1: but... Yeah, I have thought that, knows? or uh, the other uh, solution could be was that uh, it cements Putin's power, right? Mm-hmm. If Putin destroys somebody who's been lipping off, basically and hmm. decapitates the threat. It makes him look more secure and more in charge in the eyes of the Russians, right? As they're also defeating True. the Ukrainian counteroffensive, it, it cements his power base. Um, yeah, uh, everything about it kind of seems like that too, because even when Putin, sorry, Prigozhin rebelled, he said he was trying to get Shoigu, and uh, who is the defense minister, and then the guy who leads the FSB, him as well, Right. He was like, these guys are leading us astray and they're not helping President Putin. Right. Mm-hmm. But basically, his success would have meant like I got to go kill everybody, Putin included. Right. Like <laughs> and uh, yeah. and then in- install my little military unit that I've just uh, arrived at as my new guards division and then take over the entire country like really fucking quickly. And it's just mm-hmm. just not possible. Um, yeah, I, I've lost what I was going to say. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you get a collapse of the front in that situation, I think.
1: I don't think so. I don't think any—like, you might see more Russian deaths than uh, statistically was expected, but nothing that breaks the front. There's six, seven 700,000 Russians in uh, the Ukrainian front right now, all spread out, all entrenched, you know, with good lines of uh, logistics and communications. They could operate independently, just like as an engine running itself, for <laughs> weeks, right, without noticing. You know I, mean? yeah, I suppose. And the speed yeah. at which a coup like that would unfold would be less than twenty-four hours. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, he would walk into Moscow, kill everyone, and then he would continue to make a series of phone calls to the major, uh, the leaders of the major cities, and then the countries that surround Russia. Shortly after that, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, Finland, yeah, China, yeah, and uh, China,
2: <laughs> Trump.
0: We're gonna make a phone call to China. It's gonna be one of the most beautiful phone calls I've ever made.
2: <laughs> Who let this guy in here? It's
1: just a wild. My time. friend Putin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, really. Uh, just I don't know what a it, it the the speed at which the sales were deflated. Sus. It does, right? It does. It does lead a uh, a lot of um. It leaves a lot to be desired that smells fishy what's going I, on here
1: i agree that uh, it, it's there to be seen but uh, you know what it reminds me of is these byzantine emperors back in the day mm. they would um they would recruit these normans and other knights to to lead their military forces because these normans were known as great conquerors right <laughs> and basically these normies <laughs> yeah basically anytime the normies uh got away with their own independent command that numbered mm. a couple thousand men They were like, I'm king of whatever area I'm in now is, right? Like, that's just what they did. And I think if you look into Purgosian's eyes, you really look at pictures of him. It's like that Werner Herzog bit where he's talking about the chicken, and he's like, have you ever looked into the eyes of the chicken and seen the depths of the stupidity that is in that animal? It's the same thing with Purgosian. You can actually see the subhuman intelligence in that guy's fucking eyes, right? (laughs) Like, you can see why Putin picked him, in fact, because there's just no threat there, I mean, just nothing he can do, like, yeah. Yeah, it just but,
2: it, it feels scripted in one way or another. You know, either either Putin was playing the long game and was just waiting for it, or it was like to time to, to
1: exit stage right.
2: Yeah, or it was your uh, to allude to your calling him a pit bull. It was it was he was given the command. You know, he was he was told like, okay, now's your time
1: who gives that command the americans i've thought about that too did the americans bribe him
2: right exactly or was it an inside thing was putin like okay now make me look good
1: see i don't know about that. i hope because are the russian oligarchs uh brave enough or uh, fractious enough to support something like that i don't think so but the cia is definitely gambling really, enough. sorry go ahead
0: i hope he really gets to retire and he just gets to go back to catering in
1: belarus and <laughs> just like
0: well the uh lives lives a happy little life for the rest of his existence russia
1: has a project i think it's called one nation 2030 or something mm-hmm. like that which is the formal absorption of belarus by 2030 is what they've uh, uh said they're going to do and lukashenko the leader of belarus has signed up on this thing Uh-oh. so belarus will be russia nice. one day soon right like
0: yeah yeah and i hope i hope russia respects his
1: retirement they're I not mean, going to
2: he'll just move to belgium that's what all deposed leaders do
1: <laughs> yeah you think the leader of the uh the gen- not genocidal but at least uh war criminal uh group wagner could just hang out in belgium for the rest sure. of year. life
2: king leopold ii yeah. did it he was king we of know belgium he's got
1: practical
0: <laughs> he's got practical skills
1: uh, i think much like the the U- yugoslavian criminal war criminals that, that it's too much for the uh western europeans to forgive a slav <laughs> um wow. those dang europeans <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, but no, I thought it was a amazing day for news because like the C- uh, CNN and everywhere, basically, in mainstream media, was like ringing alarm bells, basically thinking like the nukes could drop any moment or like Putin could be overthrown any moment. Mm-hmm. And you you looked like even the tiniest amount into the news cycle, and you were like, no, neither of those things are happening. Right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be over by today, not yep. tomorrow. Today, right? you're just <laughs> like, stirring up shit. Yeah. 25,000 guys, in fact, cannot take over a city of 20 million people. Right? Yeah, unless, <laughs> unless they're already there and yeah. they just pop out from the woodwork like, ha we're here. Yeah, the You can't drive from 15 <laughs> hours away and do it after saying that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, after uh, loudly announcing to the world, I am going to attack this city and then spending 12
1: hours getting there. Yeah, that's just that doesn't pan out also can you imagine what kind of fighting spirit you would have after a 12 15 hour drive <laughs> like you're just tired you would sleep on the drive yeah i guess you would do rotations wouldn't you well uh, you know they probably all they were all
2: they were getting the heroin ready
1: that's probably true
2: you think those yeah. guys are, are fed like food no 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 a mercenary group no no they're just they're just drugged up constantly
1: I said yesterday that they, uh, Pergosian would be silver-shielded, which is a reference to uh, Alexander the Great. When uh, Alexander the Great died, the, uh, the generals split up the empire, right? Mm-hmm. But they also split up the army. Like, the cavalry went with one guy, and this unit called the Silver Shields, which were veterans that had been there 12 years or something like that, mm-hmm. they, uh, they ended up with one, this one dude. And then any battle that they fought in, these Silver Shields, from then on, they won. Right. And in mm. fact, the last battle that they fought in, they won, except their general got captured as they were winning the battle. Ah. No, not not their general. Their their baggage chain train got captured as they were winning the battle. And that included their wives and their children mm. and their treasure from conquering the known world. Right. And so then the opposing general says, I've got your wives. Give me that general. And they were like, here you go, boss. Right, Right away. Right. <laughs> And that's what I assumed would happen with Prigozhin—that the veterans would be like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking hopeless. Let's give this guy up, right? Well, fuck that." And uh, it just didn't. He he made the worst deal in the history of deals. Like, yeah, he's they so gonna get killed.
2: They didn't even have to capture any bad wipes. deals, folks. Yeah. Are you gonna tell us about the art of the deal, Mister Trump? No, I. I shouldn't. <sighs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah classic classic move in history just just steal people's wives uh sorry it's 2023 steal people's partners their loved ones (laughs) and then just just steal people's baggage yeah steal their baggage really just rummage in there and get their stuff and then say hey we got your stuff give us that dude we want (laughs) and uh hey you win
1: uh so I'm gonna move on. That's Sun Tzu. that's all I've got to say about uh, Prigozhin and Sunzu, whose name is Swinza historically. Uh, anyways, uh, we were saying on many many moons ago, many episodes ago, that we here on Left Look support uh, Afro Man for president 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a real candidate has uh, said he's going to run, and that's uh, Cornell West. You guys familiar with Cornell West?
0: Only by a, name. A true Afro Man.
1: Yeah, a true Afro man. That's a great joke. I'm sure he'd love that. (laughs) Uh, He'd be like, Brother Julian, that is so funny. (laughs) Uh, He's who I take the Brother Julian uh, bit from. He does it from a place of Christian socialism that he believes all men are his brothers in Christ. But I I believe I can use it as a more of a, I don't know, a, a human... What's the word? A humanist position that we're all brothers and sisters in the greater genetic fold. You know, mm-hmm. we are so yeah. similar that you might as well Your be my secular brother. socialism. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, uh, he's running for president <laughs> and he's cha- tra- uh, blah, 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 changed parties to who he's going to be representing, and now he's representing the Greens. Ooh. Uh, and so this is worth talking about, because if he's running for the Greens, the only people he can bleed votes away from is Joe Biden. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and so he might just be enough of a name and enough of a, you know, a percentage point, enough of a threat that the Democrats will have to give stuff in, uh give stuff to him, promises or whatever, maybe even actual promises, concessions, yeah. promises. I agree. Ah. <laughs> uh, in order to shore up uh, enough support to defeat Trump and I just want to say what a big-brained move Cornell mm-hmm. West you know you know Bernie Sanders he supported Bernie in 2016 and 2020 Mm-hmm. And Bernie's uh-huh. a much better politician than uh, Cornell West. Cornell West spends too much time talking about jazz musicians. He's got to stop doing that. Like he, when you just start talking about some jazz musician from the fifties, you lose all the fucking young people. Stop doing it.
2: <laughs> but um, we should uh, we should introduce Polyev to uh, some jazz musicians then. <laughs> something tells me
1: Polyev already listens to jazz. You know that cringy little fuck. Oh, I bet yeah. it's
2: like lounge jazz too. God.
1: Yeah. You can see him putting on his little fedora and being like, this is real music here. People don't understand <laughs> today. Oh, I fucking hate him. Yeah. But, uh, he's, such a, he's a
0: dweeb. He's such a little
1: dweeb. A dweeb is the right word. I want to bully him. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Physically harass him. Put him in a locker or something. <laughs> like <laughs> It's out of a, a communal and evolutionary instinct to help him improve as a person so that he can contribute <laughs> to the tribe. But I want to hurt him all the same. <laughs> like, um... Where was I? Well so, West.
2: Yeah, what's Mister West doing?
1: That's it. He's running for president. Okay. And uh, I uh, I wish him the best of luck, but I hope he knows what he's doing because he has a pristine, like a shiny, uh, reputation at this point. He will he can die a saint of the neoliberal age, right? Mm-hmm. And I I hope that he doesn't attract enough uh, hatred and liberal media attention to that they smear it that they uh throw too much shit on it for his courageous action which is to challenge joe biden enough that he might actually give uh what's the word i used promises
2: he he promises concessions i think you also said um now what do you you say
1: they're going to give these things what what do what do you mean well joe biden will say drop out and support me Mm -hmm. say cornell west comes out publicly the ex-candidate for the green party S- vote for joe biden right? okay give yep. me give me something tangibly and in exchange i will uh devote this much money to underfunded housing you know and i'll i'll be the guy who scrapes the win against trump <laughs> right
0: okay yeah and, i'll actually forgive student loan debt this time. no
1: and like it, it'd have to be something that cornell west would believe because he's a, a pretty cynical <laughs> guy himself he'd be like yeah we heard that song and dance already right you could cancel yeah. student debt, Joe Biden, right now. With not with a stroke of your pen, but with the snap of your fingers and your little assistants would go off and just make it happen. It would immediately take place. You have that authority. I hate that he hides behind that he doesn't have the authority.
2: Well, <laughs> what else are you supposed to do as a president? Get shit done?
1: Yeah. I guess Absolutely not. I guess that's the more mature view of it that I uh I'm childish expecting him to try to do anything. It's He doesn't want to do anything, but it still hurts to watch. Like, it's still bad theater. <laughs> like, um, just perpetually
2: gotta, like... stuck in the third act where you, you keep hoping the right thing's going to happen. Just doesn't. And the tension builds and the bottom of your stomach keeps dropping out because bad things keep happening. Mm-hmm. But man, ah, oh, there's going to be any, any minute now. Any minute now. Something's good's gonna happen. Things are gonna turn around. Oh, right. they they raised the debt ceiling again? Okay, shit.
1: Um. The debt ceiling is the funniest bit ever. It's like, oh no, the big tension. I wonder if they voted to give themselves more money again. <laughs> like, fuck. Shut that shit up. Well, off.
0: no, now, now it's... What are we going to sacrifice in order to maintain this debt? And the answer is social spending. Yeah,
1: just nuts that that's the uh, the dynamic. Like, the, the Democrats saying that they will even uh, negotiate on this is just crazy to me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't have the news talk about it at all. I'd be like, press that big red button. Do it. Let the economy blow up. And then I'll tell everyone that it was your fucking fault. That's how I would handle it as Joe <laughs> Biden. Right? And... Uh, They wouldn't do it because Republicans are fucking cowards, especially the leadership. Can you imagine that fucking goon, Kevin McCarthy, being like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I'll blow up the economy. I want to make my life actually harder. That's what I'd love to do. And um, (laughs) just not happening. I'm moving into uh, a bit. Go ahead. We did have a government shutdown, though, in our lifetimes, didn't we? Yeah, but it was like— Over the debt ceiling? It was like a week or two, and Trump— was still paying lots of people like it wasn't like a real shutdown like the uh, and there was no ripple effects on credit ratings and the ability to get more money for the government and things like that All right. F- for the debt ceiling to collapse would cause like a shattering moment for the US empire it would contract by up to a fifth I think 20% immediately mm-hmm. just like so much money and power. I can't begin to de- be, uh, to describe it. I'm going to uh, finish this episode with a, a last bit that I had written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, f- uh, many, many, many episodes ago, I had bet that the China-US war will not take place for two years. It's been mm-hmm. about a year and a bit since then.
2: Oof, time flies.
1: I, I bet my left nut on it is what I bet. Mm-hmm, I s- said mm-hmm. that you guys could cut it from me if Ooh. I was wrong. And uh, I'm not... Do you say g- that? Yes, you can take it. I don't want to have to cut it. Oh, we'll use the guillotine. Yeah, the mini guillotine. That's right. Now that's (laughs) a good memory. Uh, I'm
0: back on board, yeah.
1: DJ, uh, sorry, I'm I'm still correct about that. There won't be a war uh, between... Uh, USA and uh, China for another year still. Uh-huh. And the, the two years will take place. And my, my greatest evidence of this is that Secretary Blinken went to China this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, your top level leaders don't go to meet each other if uh, relations are so cool that you're like about to open fire at each other. It just doesn't work like that. Right. And so, um, and then also this week, uh, Prime Minister Modi uh, came to the United States mm-hmm. and met with Joe Biden. And for Joe Biden to be cozying up with uh, Prime Minister Modi is him flexing his muscles basically at China, being like, think of all the friends I got around you, friends that will commit to the fight against you. And the main actors in that region are uh, Japan, Vietnam, uh, the Philippines, mm-hmm. and India. And between the four of them, they surround them basically to the south and east. Right, And then it's Russia and Korea is basically the only other places that uh, the Chinese can get. And they, they would crush China alone, but they wouldn't be alone. They would have all the might of the U.S. Navy and Air Force at their backing too, right? Plus all the aid that we would give them. Yeah. And so there will be no war still. But I'm convinced that at now that at the end of the two years, that war will happen quickly after that fact. And this, <laughs> the uh, my evidence for this is that I saw that the French had reinstituted uh, conscription. The conscription will start up again in 2024 Uh-oh. universal for all male and female uh peoples in france right scary and uh one of my uh scenarios that i think will happen for world war three is that the french will abandon nato they'll be like not our gig boss this is your interest not ours mm-hmm. basically right and i've always seen the french as the last enemy that the the anglophone hegemony will engage with meaningfully that yeah. once everyone else is down, that we'll turn on our pet and eat them. Brutal. Uh, they lost. They lost the uh, the race for uh, global hegemony 300 years ago, and ever since then, whoever had been the loser would have been the pet of the other and kept around to keep the Germans down. Mm-hmm until such a time as China and Russia could be conquered. It's just too bad that it happened to be them and not us, you know? Like, (laughs) that's what it is. But they will abandon uh, NATO when China and America go off at each other because it won't be in their interest to help either side. But that they know that uh, a war is coming uh, means that they're reinstituting conscription so that they can stave off other foes that are regionally uh, viable as, uh, what's it called, uh rivals in mm. the area for them right so the germans they got to be just eyed down the brits got to be eyed down people like that and so i'm betting 2025 there will be world war three the u.s and china will go at it all right that's an hour wow. you you heard it here folks <laughs> uh i don't you know don't, what i'm betting I'm nipple, i think y-
2: yeah something i mean we'll see i guess whatever we get to whatever's left of you by the time we roll out the guillotine
1: <laughs> yeah. What if they uh, yeah. not only go to war uh, before the end of the two years, but then they go, they make peace again uh, before that, mm. uh, the the second year? So I lose both the nipple and, oh, and the nut. You'd be, be terrible.
2: done. You'd All
0: be right. done. Be unfortunate.
1: Thanks, guys. <laughs>